Well, this is it. This is our final Sports Spectrum football special. And what a blast it's been uh, all football season to be alongside you guys the last couple months as, as we get ready for the big one, for the Super Bowl, just three weeks away. And you know what that means? That means Football Sunday is coming your way. So the time is right now to get signed up. Just go to footballsunday.com to make sure you get your church signed up for what's going to be an incredible, incredible event. Uh, in fact, uh, later in this show, our fourth and final show, our fourth and final Sports Spectrum football special, uh, you're going to hear from one of those that will be all over Football Sunday. That's Coach Tony Dungy. Hall of Fame coach, Tony Dungy, who's going to join us here in just a little bit and such a blast to catch up with him. It's been a wild, wild football season. There's no question about it. College football just wrapped up. The playoffs are in full effect. Not only is Coach Dungy going to be a part of this, so is Nate Solder. Nate Solder, who opted out of this season as the starting left tackle for the New York Giants, cannot wait to catch up with Nate as well, gain his perspective on what life has been like from the sidelines. Uh, Nate is so passionate as I am with Phil, the stadium, and Compassion International, our sponsor, one of our sponsors of this football special. So it'll be a blast to catch up with Nate. It will be a blast to have Coach Dungy, who's going to be all over football Sunday, and to gain a little bit more perspective about what's coming your way in three weeks and where you're to sign up at footballsunday.com. Here's a little preview of what's to come. This is Sam Macho. This is Carson Wentz. Brandon Cooks. And I'm excited to share my story. Share my story during Football Sunday. Football Sunday 2021. This year has been unlike any other year for all of us. For all of us. But in the middle of the uncertainty, there's a unique opportunity for us all to experience the faithfulness of God. Because when the ground is shifting and the world is rumbling, God is always inviting us into something that cannot and will not ever be moved. Football Sunday 2021. Release hope. Unlock potential. Be unshaken. It is such a blast and pleasure to bring in a Hall of Famer. I think you're the first Hall of Famer on this show, Coach. This is our fourth, <laughs> this is our fourth episode of Sports Spectrum's football special. If I'm wrong, then I'm, I really apologize to our previous guests. But I think you are the first Hall of Famer. And man, it is, uh, as I just got done praying off the air, it's a treat to see you, Coach. It is always good to see you, Brock, and this time of year especially as we're kind of coming into the culmination of uh, a great season. Well, let's start right there. This has been a unique one for you, Tony. We've all watched you on Football Sunday for, I don't know, the last decade or so. But this year, you've gotten out of the studio. You've called Notre Dame football games. You got to see Notre Dame in South Bend, one of the biggest games, beat Clemson. Then you get out, you call NFL games, and you just got to watch Tom Brady at, I don't know, 63 years of age, win a playoff game. Uh, you're back in that studio. You're just seeing the game from so many different perspectives. And I'm curious, of all the football you've seen experienced in your life, is there anything new that Coach Dungy has learned this season? Well, I think I learned this year about being flexible. And we're broadcasting games. We had a game, Cleveland and Pittsburgh, and Cleveland's coach is not there because of, of COVID. And uh, we, we had situations where we kind of had to flip-flop games. And uh, we had broadcasters not there. I broadcast a game with Mike Tirico. He was in his basement because of COVID protocols. So uh, learning how to be flexible. But uh, one of the things, I guess, that you and I, we always talked about, Brock, when you were playing for me, whatever it takes 
to get the job done. No excuses, no explanations. And I think that's what teams have had to, to go through this year. You know what else I remember with you, Coach, is, and I think this was one of your parents was a teacher. So you love those plastic overhead slides. <laughs> Back in the day, we had the old overhead with the no light. Power, no PowerPoints, right? <laughs> no PowerPoints. And you had a really good penmanship, and you would always say, perception, reality. Yeah. Here's the perception. Here's what the outside thinks. But here's the reality in this room. Here's the reality of what we can do. How about we utilize that with football this year? in the NFL in particular, maybe some perceptions out there. And then the reality is you covered it as you've walked it, as you've called it. Has there been any difference, the perceptions on the outside versus some of the realities on the inside? I think some perception reality is that uh, young quarterbacks are going to struggle. And we've seen some young quarterbacks come on and really play well. Uh, I've always had the perception that defense wins championships, but now I'm starting to see the reality that if you've got a good offense that's hard to handle, you, know, you can do a lot of damage in the NFL in this day and age with the rules and just the way things uh, were going. And then I, I think the reality is that great teams can come from anywhere and they don't have to rely on any certain formula and they don't have to rely on being well-known or uh, having the, the, the maybe the, the, the betters and the odds makers in, in their corner. Hey, uh, you're a young quarterback in Buffalo, Josh Allen, and you can play well, and it doesn't matter what other people think. That's the reality. Okay, and then how weird was it to sit in that booth the other day? And you're right, it, Tariqo was, was some miles away in his basement, but you're sitting up there in that stadium watching 43-year-old Tom Brady. You competed against him. You beat him. You know, y'all had to beat him to get to the Super Bowl and win that Super Bowl. But you competed against that guy, and here he is at 43 still doing it. How? It, it was amazing, Brock. I'm, I'm watching him, and you're right, 2006 AFC Championship game 14 years ago. And I'm retired for 12 years now, 12 <laughs> years. And he's out there playing as well as ever, sliding around in the pocket, moving away from the rush. Uh, he threw a touchdown pass to Antonio Brown. And I watched a lot of tape of Washington trying to figure out how they were going to stop Tom. And they played a coverage that I hadn't seen in any of the games that I watched. And he deciphered it so fast and delivered the ball to Antonio Brown. It was crazy. Uh, and I just thought, you can't pull anything over on this guy, and he's still physically able to get the job done out here all these years later. Pretty remarkable. And pretty remarkable, too, Coach, to see you doing everything you're doing. I loved it, man. I've, I've been doing this broadcasting thing, calling games for about 12 years, and I just loved seeing you get the opportunity and say, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I've been in the studio. I've been doing lots of that. You know, you've done maybe some games here and there, but this season to, to take that step in this season of all seasons to get out there and get on the road, just what has that journey been like? It was really unique to get back and get in conversations. And you know how the production meetings go. You talk to the quarterbacks, you talk to the coaches, and you really feel like you're into it. But the weird thing was going to the games on Saturday to South Bend or on Sunday to, to Washington or Green Bay and there's no fans and that stadium is silent and you can hear tom brady say hey if 25 25 55 there are guys <laughs> and you're just thinking hey if one of these guys comes he's going to throw the ball hot and you see it happen and uh it was just really unique 
you missed the atmosphere of the fans, but being able to get to hear everything that was taking place on, on the field, it was unique. And yet, even through this long season, you said yes to Football Sunday. <laughs> of all the directions you get pulled, of all the energy you spend, of all the miles that you traveled, here in about three weeks, you're going to be a part with Benjamin Watson. You guys are co-hosting Football Sunday. Why, Coach? Why, why this opportunity, this platform to pour with Benjamin your heart into it? Yeah, the sports spectrum people came to us and said, hey, we, we've got a chance, again, in this unique atmosphere to do something special. Everybody's used to tailgating uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. Everybody's used to having parties, having a lot of people over. We aren't going to be able to do that this year, but virtually we could reach people. We could talk about football. We could try to fill in some of, of that atmosphere that's missing. And we could uh, remind people about the Lord and remind people what is the most important thing on that Sunday. So uh, when I had the opportunity to do that, I just said, this will be tremendous. And then Benjamin Watson, another one of my favorite people in the world, uh, and to be able to team up with him really was special. Yeah, and coming off of a 2020 that was unlike anything any of us have certainly ever experienced, uh, the tumult off the field, the tumult um, in, in just the the social world that we have seen, the social justice world that we have seen. And I know that is such a passion of Benjamin's and yours as well. The words of your dad just kind of resonating. And that is, what are you going to do to make it better? Is that part of the reason that yes to Football Sunday, yes to this opportunity with Benjamin as well? Absolutely. You know, we can sit here and complain about all the things that went wrong in 2020 and we can feel badly. Oh, we can't congregate on Super Bowl Sunday. And it, the Super Bowl is actually going to be in my hometown, of Tampa. And I was looking forward to taking my boys and going to the game and being part of that great atmosphere. And we can't do that. So you sit there and say, OK, I could pout about that. I could moan or I can do something to make the situation better. Here's an opportunity to help and and help make that situation better. So I, I'm just really thankful to the Lord to be able to do this. Can you give me one little snippet, one little tease? Now that you become a broadcasting pro, can you get can can you give me one little teaser of what's going to come here in about three weeks? And go to footballsunday.com to sign up. You and your church out there, it's an incredible, really is a sermon opportunity to spread the gospel to your church. Can you give us just you know, just I'm not asking for the whole thing. Just yeah. just a little, maybe the first fifty, maybe the first part of the script with you and, well, with you and Benjamin of what's to come with Football Sunday. People are going to hear some stories about past Super Bowls. Benjamin played in a couple. Uh, I was in a couple myself. You're going to hear about how fun that is and what the drama is and what the emotions are. But then you're going to hear from some men who will say, as great as all that was, it doesn't compare to knowing Christ and having eternal life. And here's why and here's how you can do it as a listener. And I think it's going to be fantastic for people to to kind of get in the, the inner workings of a Super Bowl team, but to realize that, hey, that that is not the most important thing in those players' minds. And I'd be remiss, Tony, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask you, now that you've seen so many of these teams, you've talked about these teams, you have been a Super Bowl champion yourself. Ultimately, in this crazy year of 2020, three weeks from now on Super Bowl Sunday, who do you think is playing to win another world championship? My, my gut feel would be the two number one seeds, uh, Kansas City and Green Bay, because I think they have great quarterbacking, they have great coaching, and they have a lot of elements in place. But 
Brock, this is a unique year. And we, we don't know. Patrick Mahomes could wake up on a Saturday morning and be in COVID protocol. Aaron Rodgers could be in COVID protocol and not play. So I think you've got that wild card of we're just not sure who's going to be able to play every week. But if everything holds to form, everybody can play. I, I think those home teams, Green Bay and Kansas City, are going to be tough to beat. I can't tell you how thankful I am uh, in your busy schedule or running around to New York and playoff games and everywhere in between, Coach, that you take some time. For us today with Sports Spectrum's football special is we all point to that Super Bowl and we point to Football Sunday and can't wait to watch you and Benjamin and Brandon and Sam and Carson share your stories, as you said, of what the Lord is is doing through you and, uh, and the platform he's given you. So much love, Coach. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brock. And I sure hope people watch it. And obviously, Christians, I think you'll get uplifted by it. But if you have non-Christian friends, especially non-Christian men, I think this is a great opportunity to use football to introduce them to the Lord. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, Brock. I sure love spending time with Coach Dungy and just listening to him brought me back about 20 years when I played uh, for Coach Dungy in 2001 and 2002 and that perception reality. Uh, I tell people all the time, whatever your perception is of Coach Tony Dungy, he is the reality. In two years, never heard him swear. In two years, he really never raised his voice. In two years, he treated the janitor just as well as he treated, treated Peyton Manning. Just an incredible heart. So always a blast whenever I could catch up uh, with Tony Dungy, the Hall of Famer. What else was a blast was when I got to do what Tony and Benjamin Watson are doing this year, I got to, to host uh, Football Sunday one year ago. And one of the stories uh, in Football Sunday from one season ago was the remarkable story of Nate and Lexi Solder, a special family. In fact, Nate's going to be on a little bit later in the show. But one season ago, Football Sunday 2020, this was Nate and Lexi's story. When we found out I was pregnant, I, he was at work, I think, and he um, wasn't home. I took a pregnancy test in the morning, and it was positive. I put it in a like a jewelry box that I just had like laying around the house and like wrapped it up in something. And I was like, oh, I don't want to open this. I'm not into gifts. Like I don't want to. And, and, and she, she's like, No, no, you want to open this one? And it was the first pregnancy test, and it was positive. And I was like, What do I do now? <laughs> I do remember having one freak out moment because uh, we have a cat and I was like, because I'm reading all these things about how cats can give diseases to pregnant women, all this stuff. So I'm like so nervous. So I'm in there vacuuming at three in the morning, vacuuming the whole the kitty litter over the floor and like just going nuts. And I was like, I read my Bible. I tried calling people, but it's three in the morning. So I was like, I have no one to talk to. So she's like, Nate, why are you up at three in the morning vacuuming? I, was like, I don't know. I'm so nervous. We were giving Hudson baths, and um, remember Nate said at one point, like, this feels weird. He has like a weird sort of lump on his left side. So we were friends with the pediatrician. Let's just text her. Let's text uh, Rachel and see what she says. So we go over her house, and, and she's feeling his lump on his left side and feeling sort of the right side of his belly. And, and she's like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really worry about it. We'll keep an eye on it. 
said, I want him to have an ultrasound today. So I was like, okay. I remember like getting in the shower and getting ready to go. And I was just like, started crying in the shower. Cause you just know, I mean, a mother's intuition, you just know it's not good. He was diagnosed with bilateral kidney tumors, which is really what, that is the basis of what we know. Um, his doctors have thrown around uh, Wilms tumor, which is pretty common. We were in the hospital for four or five days. It was just an onslaught of different medications, different types of options for how we could treat it. There was probably 10 different doctors who would talk to us about it. His kidneys were, they said, were the size of pears at a three-month-old, when they're supposed to be the size of peanuts. So he was on chemotherapy for a full year. His kidneys um, shrunk tremendously. They looked like normal kidneys, but they always still had some spots in them. We were off for a year, and one of the spots started to grow again. So they thought the best course of action was to start chemotherapy again. They shrunk, and if they didn't shrink, they would not grow anymore. After a year of that, he still has tumors in his kidneys. But they're small, and they haven't grown very much. So that's kind of where we're at now. Who knows what we're going to do with that, and surgery might be down the line, or more treatment, or who knows. So, yeah, we take it one day at a time. this sort of time in our lives where we felt like Hudson's situation was sort of stable and, and we started looking outward in ways that we could help or make an impact. I always say if, if Hudson was born in Uganda or Guatemala or Thailand or whatever with his condition, with his kidneys, he, would, he wouldn't make it. Uh, we were able to find Compassion International. They introduced us to kind of some of the programs they did, some of the kids, and I think both Lexi and I were thinking we're going to do something big. They get a good meal, they get evaluated, they get health records, and then they get Bible lessons. So they, they learn scripture and, and kind of, they, they act it out in the way that they treat each other. And then one of the biggest things is too, they have access to school. So they're all their schools paid for, and they have access to medical care. So they can go to any hospital and they get all the medical care covered too. You know, we have our NFL life and we have our compassion commitments and, and then we have our, our kids and our home life and, and all are very different and unique and I think that middle section for us is Jesus and I think that's really what connects it all. God's purposes are being done and it's happening and somehow he's made us a part of his uh, plan and it's led us down this path that we could have never fathomed. I never thought that I would play as long as I have in the NFL. I never could have imagined it as a kid. I certainly never wished that my son had cancer, but then somehow we're sitting in Uganda and the people are cheering because we were able to create these centers. And so God's up to something amazing and it far exceeds anything I've ever done in football. It far exceeds anything I could do.
Well, Nate, it is such a blast to catch up with you once again. We just watched your football Sunday story from one year ago with you and Lexi. So if you wouldn't mind, can you give us all an update on Hudson, on that amazing journey that uh, you've been on with him and, and where we sit here today with with the, with Hudson and his health? Yeah, no, Hudson's doing really awesome. Um, it, we've been through it three times where he's been on chemotherapy. He's been off chemotherapy. It's kind of been cyclical. So right now it's been um, several months he's been off chemotherapy. It was last April um, that he kind of finished that up. Um, they took his port out in June. Uh, now we're doing scans and, and checkups and that sort of thing every three months to every six months to just kind of maintain and see where he's at. Um, but we're really thankful. You know, um, he's in school right now. He's a, you know, he's a kindergartner and He's driving us all crazy because he's stuck at home, you know, doing a Zoom school and all that sort of thing. So, <laughs> so nan- normal kid stuff, which is a blessing, really, for all he's been through. Is you and, and Lexi expressed through the Football Sunday story a, a season ago, just living in that uncertainty? You, re- you really don't know. We're, we're not promised anything. 2020 has taught us that in many ways. But I'm just curious, as you're in your faith journey, as you've grown through that, as you've walked in some of that uncertainty, what have the 12 months, last 12 months been like? Yeah, no, the whole process of um, Hudson being diagnosed with cancer and the battle of going through and the treatments and everything has taught us so much. Um, I can remember back the first time he was diagnosed, we said, well, it's 10 weeks of chemotherapy um, and then we'll probably get the chance to just go straight uh, back and have a normal summer vacation because uh, that season um, I was injured. So I was off and I was looking forward to the opportunities to spend more time with my family. And now five years later, I'm looking back, I'm like, wow, God has transformed us so much through this entire process. And um, one of the major ways is just removing idols. You know, um, I think it's so important at one point that, that I played in every football season. And, and this year I, I didn't play. Um, I thought it was so important that the health of my family was the most critical thing. But um, we have not had that for his entire life. So, so many of these things are really good things we attach the ultimate importance to, and um, God continues to knock those away. And we're thankful because what do we get? We get more God. We get a more true picture of who he is, and he's more beautiful and wonderful than we could have ever imagined for ourselves. And I know, Nate, you've shared with me before about the impact that major surgery had uh, on Hudson in, in the in the last quarter of, of the last season, and just the emotional role and, and impact and roller coaster it put you on. Yeah, no, there's no question about it. Uh, last November, he had a major surgery um, to remove a significant portion of one of his kidneys because there was a growth there that they suspected was cancerous. And um, to watch your son go through that, um, the, the fear and anxiety and um, just the real sadness of, of, of how hard that is to see um, put me in a real tailspin emotionally. And um and I, I kind of fell through, and, and it's not an excuse. I'm not making excuses for my performance that season, um, but I did realize um, how dependent I am on um, that emotional stability. And so it's taken me a while to get back to that. It's been several months, um, and uh, thankfully through you know prayer and, and a, a great wife and a good community and um, um, you know therapy too. It's it's been good, and, and I feel like I'm mentally and physically in a place where. I am looking forward to if I have another opportunity to play, I'll probably take it if that's the, that's what God has for me. And then 2020 comes. <laughs> it, it, it hits all of us in ways that none of us could have ever imagined before this season. And speaking of just tearing down idol after idol and, and what we thought we knew and what we thought was secure was anything but that. 
And they, you made a decision and had to make a decision between playing uh, and playing in the 2020 season or having the opportunity to voluntarily opt, opt out. Can, can you walk us through that decision-making process? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was, it was an, um, it was a reprioritizing of what's most important. Um, I think logically, if anyone ever came to you and said, Hey, would you give up your job uh, for the health and safety of your family? I think all of us would say undoubtedly yes. And so I tried to boil it down as much as I could. There were so many other factors on the line. I mean, um, the opportunity for me to never have another chance at 32 years old to play football um, is not great. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, the amount of revenue that I lost because of not playing for a whole season was significant. Um, the, the the dependence that I felt like my team had on me uh, to be a uh, the left tackle and protect the quarterback and all those sort of things um, were really weighing heavily on my heart, and it was not an easy decision. But when you look at it and you break it down for what's most important, like you said before, when you remove the idols and, and God still loves you no matter where you are, God still cares about you no matter um, what choices you make. And that's just such a freeing gift that um, I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for the decision that I made um, for myself, my family, my community. So did you emotionally remove yourself from the football team? <laughs> how did you How did you navigate that when Philadelphia decided, you know yeah. what? Uh, we're not going to play our best players at the end of the year. And and I don't care about the Giants and their playoff aspirations. How did Nate Solder emotionally respond to all of that? Yeah, it was great to be a fan this year. It really was. I was sitting there in my um, comfortable chair just criticizing every single decision they made, every <laughs> play that they didn't make or whatever else. Um, and that was just that was just fun. You know, I, I it was the first season in a while where it was less stressful. I didn't have the expectations. Um, I could just spend time with my family. We had friends over and, and just sort of those fun things that people get the chance to do for football seasons. Um, and, uh, you know, with the Philadelphia game, it was like it was like the Giants, they get to win on a, They get to end the, the season on a win. So that's a positive. They get to end their season early. So they don't have to deal with this covid stuff and the testing every day. So that's a positive. So I thought. Hey, maybe those guys secretly really were kind of glad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But you have used this season to do some pretty remarkable things. You said earlier about some seminary you're doing. I I know your workouts are probably a little bit different. How have you, and I know, and we're going to get into the role that you've played and helped fill in the stadium with compassion. uh, How have you kind of entertained some of this time, this margin that you've not had in your life? Yeah, well, God, you know, God designed me in a certain way where I just want to kind of like be productive and get something done. And I think that's a good thing. You know, I enrolled in seminary and I feel like I'm learning so much about the Bible and, and I've, grown, I've gained a new community of, of uh, people that I can look up to with my professors and and uh, uh, other students that we can learn together. So that's been excellent. Um, yeah. And physically, you know, I, I have not been able to prioritize my my conditioning and weightlifting like I usually do, but uh, I am still working out. And, you know, I, I didn't think it made sense to just completely abandon my family on this year off. So I've been really trying to emphasize them and bringing my kids to school and being just being present in their lives and, and spending time with my wife and, and everything she's going through, too. You know, we're getting this unique opportunity, Nate, and I've said this in all four episodes of our Sports Spectrum Football Special. We're here because Compassion has helped sponsor this to help make this happen. And you and I have such a unique relationship with Compassion. You and I got to travel to Guatemala 
I got to watch you in your prime at a field day event, uh, <laughs> coming off uh, some ankle surgery and still try to fight to win. I got to see your competitive spirit, um, but man, you have a heart for compassion. You you have a you have a unique calling, and man, your commitment, your heart, your love for the ministry that is compassion, and ultimately to fill the stadium. Uh, can you take me into where and how they pulled on your heartstrings and why the commitment you and Lexi have made to really help fill the stadium with so many kids in need? Yeah. Well, when we had children, um, I think I gained this whole new appreciation for life, um, especially with Hudson's circumstances and everything he's gone through. And then when I see in other countries, um, they don't have the resources that we have. They don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the hospitals. They don't have anything that we have that has been so critical for Hudson's life. Um, as a parent, um, all I want to do is to help them. God's given me that heart that I care so deeply about others um, because he cares so deeply about us. Um, and so my, every opportunity I have, I think that it's radical. I think that it's um, crazy what he did to, to have his son die on the cross for our sins. Well, we don't deserve it. And um, if we have an opportunity to share that grace, share that love with other people, I think it's a it's a great opportunity. It's a great responsibility. And, and uh, you know, what, whatever we've given, whatever we've been a part of, um, we've really received thousandfold back from this organization, from the people we serve. And just being a part of it has really been special for us. Nate, as I hear you talk, I think about our bus rides. Uh, in Guatemala, some of our long bus rides and long conversations. And I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to answer it first. So I'm going to give you just a, a tick to think about it further. But when I think of an image, right, that just is burned into my soul, that the Holy Spirit is just burned into my heart, I think of that school we went to. And yes, I think of the moms and the babies. I think of the kids. I, I certainly, it gave me a feel for the amount of poverty that they live in. But man, those volunteers that were there serving those kids, washing those dishes day after day, man, at that school and just loving it, using their, their gift of their time and their place to serve those kids, to serve others. I just, I can close my eyes right now and just picture them washing those dishes because they love those kids, because they love compassion, because they love the heart of that ministry and the impact it's making in those communities and in those churches. And it's why, you know, Molly and I have joined the Fill the Stadium team, why we've committed some resources to it, while we're trying to get others on board. I'm just curious, is there an image burned into your heart, either in Uganda, in Guatemala, as you've gotten to get close to compassion that is just a searing, searing just uh, message in your heart? When I, when I think about those women that were doing those dishes, um, I can't help but be humbled. Um, we think of ourselves as so special. We think of ourselves as just deserving so many praise. Look at all we've done. Look how special we are. Um, but those women, they're in there day after day. Um, they're not doing it for themselves. They're not getting praised for it. You know, they just care deeply about those people. And um, God's putting us in a position where we can serve people like that. He's putting us in a position where we could come alongside and be in community with people like that. What an honor and blessing that is, you know, not that we can, you know, create this uh, video or, or everyone would think that we're so special and wonderful, but, but that, that God would be special, that um, God is alive and active throughout the world. 
that's what came away from that. I came away with that. Um, we, we, we're not bringing God to them. God's there. God's doing his work. He is active and he is in a wonderful, overwhelming way, loving people all the time. And we can join him in that work. So, so as we encourage others out there, Nate, right? Why, why, why should they join the team? Why, why should they fill a, fill a seat in this stadium? I think we're about a third of the way through. We want to get to 70,000. That's the need that Compassion International has ha- feels they have losing the last year of being on the road and being in churches and being in community and getting people to help support kids that are in abject poverty. Why? Why should someone right now maybe listening to this say, yeah, I'll join Nate and Lexi and Brock and Molly and 50 some other members of our team to, to help fill this stadium. Why? Why should they jump aboard? Well, everyone that's listening right now, it's it's not an accident. It's not an accident that you're here. It's not an accident that you care. Um, and to not embrace the fact <clears throat> that you can help, help somebody, to not embrace the fact that you have an opportunity, whatever small opportunity that is to glorify Christ, I think you're throwing his blood right back in his face. He says, I died for you. I saved you. It was radical. I didn't have to do it. And you're going to sit there on your butt and not do anything. I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong. And I think you're missing out on so much joy that can come from it. So much pleasure that will come to you. You will understand Christ. You understand God. And you will be able to connect with people in a way that you've never connected before. And these people will be blessed by it. You will be blessed by it. And it's the right thing to do. Why did I just picture you in our huddle as a left tackle saying, hey, Heward, throw the hot route. You were wrong. Crying out loud. It wasn't. You got to get rid of the ball. That is like a, like a great Pro Bowl left tackle and two-time yeah. Super Bowl champ yeah. can do. Yeah. Nate, right. Nate, I love your heart, man. I love you and Lexi. Um, I'm so proud of you in so many ways. And I know it's not about you and, and, you know, you're just simply being God's hands and feet and sharing your resources, but, but it's special. I can't wait to connect with you again, to see you again, to give you a hug again. And who knows, maybe be in another compassion community around the globe, bro. So thank you. Same here, Brock. Yeah. I really appreciate you, my friend. Well, thank you so much to Nate and Lexi Solder for sharing their story one year ago on Football Sunday and a year later being able to catch up to hear about the journey with Hudson. And I think you kind of get a feel for Nate. (laughs) He has a passion and a heart for Jesus and to serve and to use his platform and so neat to catch up with Nate. And if you want to be on the team uh, with Nate and I and many, many others in professional baseball and uh, professional golf and women's professional soccer players. So many people in the professional sporting world have said, yes, I want to be a part of Compassion International and help fill that stadium, help get a kid sponsored and supported. You can do that. Simply go to fillthestadium.com, fillthestadium.com. You'll see all the details there. You'll see testimonials. You'll see videos. You'll hear remarkable stories like you've heard. I hope over the last four weeks as you've enjoyed this program, uh, excuse me, not four weeks, four, pro, four programs over the last couple months, um, the Sports Spectrum Football Special. I've had a blast getting to be a part of it. A special thanks to Jason Romano 
a tremendous producer that I got to know at ESPN over the last couple of decades, who's had a heart for ministry that runs Sports Spectrum, does an amazing job. Uh, you should really go check him out. Go check out Jason on Twitter himself. He's written two amazing books, Sports Spectrum's a phenomenal, phenomenal ministry that I remember as a junior high kid reading their magazines and looking forward to them. So a special shout out to you as well, Jason. And then lastly, we're about three weeks away. <laughs> we got some amazing football coming up. As Coach Dungey said, it's the wildest season ever. We don't know day to day who's going to play, who's going to coach, who's going to be there. But three weeks from now, we know this. We're going to have football Sunday, an amazing show uh, that should be in your church. And if you're watching this saying, gosh, I want to hear Benjamin Watson and Tony Dungy. I want to hear the stories uh, of Brandon Cooks and Sam Acho. I want to hear the story of Carson Wentz. You can do that. Simply go to footballsunday.com. That's footballsunday.com. Get your church signed up. Enjoy some football. And I sure hope you've enjoyed these uh, Sports Spectrum football specials as much as I have them. They filled up my heart. I hope they filled up yours. And here's to some wonderful football and Super Bowl Sunday just three weeks away.